This is the Westlake Nation Podcast. Powered by the Westlake Shaft Club. At the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! And he is into the end zone. Oh man, what a catch here! Touchdown, Westlake! And brought to you by... Austin Face and Body, Independence Title, Appliances Now, St. David's South Austin Medical Center, Hat Creek Burger Company, Hobart Auto Group, Harway Appliances, Restore Hyper Wellness. And now, here's the latest episode of Three and Out with Tony Salazar. Well, Coach, back for what I know is uh, a game that has always been, as far as a program is concerned, we can talk about the rivalry with Lake Travis, we can talk about the emergence of Dripping Springs, but the Bowie game, as you mentioned in 3 and Out Club on Tuesday, you think about the things that you summarize over the course of a year and what we've learned about the program over a decade of this staff kind of being in place. And you start thinking about how big the Bowie game in 2014 actually was as we're never doing that again. And I wanted to take this opportunity before we get to the Austin High game and, and recap that of just how much preparation and how much of how this team practices and works throughout the week actually was born from that 2014 loss to Bowie. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of, you know, ironic. It was one of those first losses early on in, in our in our program and our time here with this coaching staff that um, really was the most teachable moment we had. And what I mean by that is Bowie came in here, and I remember playing here at Chaparral Stadium, and they came in with a game plan on offense to uh, to physically whip our tail. And they lined up with six offensive linemen instead of five. A defensive lineman playing fullback in the backfield, and they had a tailback that was a physical runner and a quarterback that also ran. They pretty much proceeded to pound the football three yards at a time, four yards at a time. They ended up scoring enough points, obviously, to win the football game that year, which led to all the revelations that you just mentioned. On defense, uh, what they did to us that year was they crawled up in our receivers, our faces all the way across the board and our four wide sets and really physically whipped us. And they got their hands on us and they pressed us and they jammed us. And uh, at that point in time in our program, we weren't able to get off press. And it really uh, kind of showed the, the whole world what our weakness was our deficiency was in our program at that time. From that loss, though, uh, we turn around, obviously, and it's it's not really the adversity you face, it's how you respond to the adversity. And, and as a coaching staff, we, we decided that um, the two things we would never get beat on again is, is the physical nature of a football game. We should never allow another secondary to manhandle us or, or press us up and lock our receivers down and press coverage. Uh, so from that game, it turned into, uh, you know, every single day we now have you know, one-on-one wide receivers versus DBs, and we play press man all the way across the board. We're not a defense that does that at a high rate, uh, so it's a little out of character for us, but we do it, number one, obviously, to help our offense and our receivers understand that if that opportunity ever comes, and we will play some of those teams like that, a la North Shore down in the semifinals, a team that has athletes to go out there and play man-to-man, we will never not get open ever again. And so, obviously, every single day that's a part of our program, it all came about and transpired from uh, from that Bowie game in 2014. And then, flip side, uh, you know, we run inside run against our offense, good on good, Monday through Wednesday. There's no hiding. There's There's full speed physical play on both sides of the lines, on offense and defensive lines, uh, forces your running backs to run hard, to block hard, to force your linebackers, obviously, to be tough and physical. And that, uh, you know, went towards uh, helping prepare a football team to learn how to practice physical and to play physical. You know, lately here, we've had uh, a good run against Bowie, but 
it's all tied back to that 2014 loss, and we turned it into a great teaching experience for our kids in this program. Well, I think it also helps when you have the opportunity to come off a big game like you had with Dripping Springs, come right back to a team with Austin High, who, again, you could not ignore how much improved they were. Now, Bowie, not in the same position that they were a year ago, obviously a, a much more successful football team with a senior-laden group. Now, fresh set of juniors, Cruz Tello, the quarterback, obviously they are trying to figure out who who they're going to be, not necessarily this year, but who they're going to be probably in 2024 with, with a young football team. It goes back to what we were talking about last week, Coach. Don't wait to find out yourself. Learn from other people's mistakes. That's right, yeah, and we always go back. I mean, for the last nine years, ten years, we've been talking about that 2014 game. At that point in time, we just, I guess, our team then assumed that they were going to come out and just line up and we are going to beat them. We try to tell the kids this year and every single year the same thing. Like, learn from the kids that came through our program, the coaching mistakes that we made in 2014 so that we don't have that same result. We don't have the same outcome of being snuck up on by a quality program. Bowie is a perennial year-in-year-out playoff team. You see them get in the playoffs and win two or three playoff games, and they're very, very capable of causing you a bunch of headaches and, and keeping the game close for a whole lot longer than you want to. And obviously, if it ever gets to the fourth quarter, uh, now it gets scary because it's real, and you're, the time's ticking, and, and there's a chance for them to slip up and beat you. Four and four and four and two, and you said this to the community on Tuesday. You said, yeah, it might say four and four, but the, the number you care about is four and two. Now you look at a, a literal last second touchdown with Austin High that allowed Austin High to beat Bowie. And you look at 21 to 14 to Vistridge, who was dominating their league until recently. You look at 24 to 17, Cedar Ridge, the 34 to 30 win over Anderson, 21 to 16 win over Johnson, a team that likes to run the ball as well. So you're dealing with a team that not only knows how to take some shots, but also can take the hits along with it. And I think that creates a dynamic that becomes a motivating factor. And you also talk about having the name on the trophy only say one team and not multiple teams. Yeah, that's, that's been our motivation this week. You know, every single week as you get towards the latter stages of the regular season, you're, you're trying to find a motivation for your kids. And, and obviously here at Westlake, we're a lot of people's motivation. We're everybody's motivation. So Bowie checks all those boxes. They've beat us before. We've won some quality games. You know, the one slip up you mentioned, Austin High, that's that's a rivalry. It's a rivalry game for, for, for Austin High. And those guys always play Bowie so tough and so well. Be sharing a football team, just like you said, that's that's five and one, and you know, and trying to beat us for a share of the district championship themselves. We've got a football team that that knows how to win coming in here, and we got a football team that has a lot of pride, obviously, in the history of, of South Austin here and, and the kids that have come before them. Coach Abel's obviously being the longest tenured coach probably in Central Texas is the continuity they have at Bowie High School with their head coach and their all their assistant coaches. I think leads to the consistent play that they have in their program from all levels. I mean, there's some battles going on at all levels. There'll be battles on Thursday night, and there's gonna be battles on Friday night. I think also when you look back at the Austin High game, you learn about what happens when adversity strikes personnel is an issue and you found out that george jones can step in and play corner at a high level you found out that grady bartlett when when pressed into a starting role even though he might be second or third on that depth chart he can step in and dominate a game you start thinking about how westlake is winning ball games in the face of what other teams as motivated as they are they throw everything in the kitchen sink they find everything in the house and they throw it all at you you just kind of weather it and then respond and respond accordingly and it's not the same 
game every single week. We always talk about where's the identity coach? Where where do you find yourself? Westlake's identity right now going into their ninth game of the season. Throw it all out there. We'll figure it out and find a way. That's what we talk about, you know, the day before the game. It's it's being result-oriented. We may not call the perfect play on offense, may not call the perfect play on defense, but it's it's the kids going out there and getting a result, getting a positive result for our football team. Making a play, even though it's not, you know, the best look in the back end. Breaking a tackle as a running back. A DB being one-on-one is not the ideal situation, but still winning that rep one-on-one 30, 40 yards down the field. You know, understanding the importance of the moment. When those opportunities come, um, they need to be ready for their moment. And obviously, you mentioned two players that obviously had a great impact on our football team last week, and we'd been seeing it in practice all year long. Grady Bartlett's been on our program here for the last two years, so we, we knew what we had there with 36. But George Jones stepping in did, did a fabulous job. He's just been working and grinding all year long. When that, that opportunity came, he was ready for it. And that's what I told our kids. It's not a negative thing if you feel nervous if you're prepared. Uh, prepared nervous is different than being unprepared and being nervous. As long as our kids put in a great weeks of work and we prepare the same way each and every week and we respect every opponent that we're going to play, uh, that's all we can ask of our kids. And then go late on the line for each other on Friday night. The offensive line's performance against Austin High, you don't get 250 yards rushing for a single player. You don't have three rushing touchdowns and the explosive plays that came along with that without some fantastic play. And really what the opportunity to kind of brag on the offensive line is not just how good they're playing, it's how good they're starting to grow and mesh together and just how good your young guys are starting to become. And with Bennett Wilkin and Jared Reisinger, you've got two young guys that are starting to really understand how life is supposed to be and what it's supposed to look like up front. Our offensive line, heck, we got four juniors up there, and those guys have uh, been paving the way for, for all of our ball carriers and been getting in the way of pass rushers, our quarterback, and deliver the football. They've done a great job week after week, and obviously Austin High game was just them staying consistent and doing what they've been doing. That's why every single week we go into the offensive game plan, the, the first thing is, is obviously how we're going to run the football and develop a game plan where we can get good looks to, to be able to attack their defense. And then if they take that away, we have to shoot the ball downfield a little bit or get the ball out into the flat on an RPO to make sure that uh, we don't run the ball too many many times into a heavy box where the numbers may be in their favor. You still got to stop it, you know, and there's still that element to, to this great game. And our offensive line, Jared Reisinger is probably at multiple games as our offensive most productive player. You know, Richard Grigg playing at right tackle. He's grown up so much this year. Our center, you know, Wilkin and uh, a general on the field. You know, he's uh, he, that's the part where he's maturing. He's always been athletic. He's always been willing to put his face on somebody. But I think just the command of our offensive line and the communication that's evolved so much as the year's gone on that uh, we're excited about what those guys bring to the table. And, and for those offensive lines, it's fun for them to see those backs run so dang hard. If they're blocking their butts off, we want those backs to, to get results. And obviously last week, our running back room did an outstanding job. Coach Wiesinger, our running back coach, has done a great job. He's probably one of the deepest running back rooms we've had. Get 33, and then right behind him, you got our senior Nathan Acosta, and you got Grady Bartlett in the wings. We've got a young sophomore fullback, Hanalt, that does some great things back there. So, And then we saw 22 Justice Johnson again in the second half of that football game. And not with probably as great as blocking as he had the first as great he had the first half, but still has some tremendous production with just his outstanding effort and, and the, the violent way he was running with the ball. And that's, that's obviously fun to see. We talk about the seniors and obviously guys that you are looking forward to playing, but Austin High was kind of that microcosm of, hey, here is the future of what the rest of this team is going to look like for the playoff run. And oh, by the way, Maddox Flint's right in the middle of it, causing problems for literally everybody. Talk about a fast riser. I mean, sophomore, you know, at this point in time through 
as we approach our ninth game, not a sophomore. I mean, he's he started every single game this year at defensive tackle. Uh, he's been getting better every single week. He's had a couple of games now where he's been our most productive defensive player. He's young and just, you know, his motor never stops. And I think that's some of the benefit of being young is that uh, you don't know any other speed but to go as fast as you can because that's what your coach told you to do. He's really coachable. He's a, he's a hard, hard worker. That kid works tough in that weight room. It's a reflection of what his work was this summer. The kid did never miss a day of summer workouts. And so he's put himself in a great position to have a bunch of reps and be a big-time contributor to a football team as a sophomore. To have that impact inside for us as a defensive tackle, that's where it all starts. If we're getting blown off the ball inside, it's, it's kind of a domino effect of negative things that can happen. And if we hold our own inside, it's, it's also a, you know, a good precursor to, to hopefully what the rest of the D-line can bring to the table as well. Final thought, Coach, as we look at effort, and I know that effort is a big part of the way or at least the expectation of a Wesley football player. There are things you can control. There are things you can't control. Your effort is one of them. I pick out three plays, pick six with Peyton Luther, the pick six with Stephen Fuquay, and then another punt block in where Judson Crockett set the school record for punt blocks in a season. All of that effort is the main theme that comes out of it. And I, I wonder how Tony Salazar looks at those three plays on film and shows them to the rest of the football team. Take us in the film room and how you would basically dice that up of what it means to be a chaparral. This kind of goes back to our motto, Joe, of both sides of the ball and on special teams, we're we're playing to make plays. Uh, we're not playing to not get beat. I've said that a million times in this field house to our kids and to our coaches, and it's who we are. And we've said it so many times through the years that that's, that's what our kids believe in. So when you put yourself in a good position, interceptions happen. And now when you make the interception, you're not done yet. Let's go try to score this thing and have some fun. And obviously, it's not a one-man deal to pick it off and to juke 10 guys on the field and go score. you got to have teammates, teammates that are blocking. And you see on both of those interceptions, you immediately saw guys that are on defense turn their attention to being blockers and being offensive players. Uh, and on both of those two instances, on Stevens' interception, on Luther's interception, you saw guys on defense turn and find the opposite color jersey. And they got in front of them, they blocked their tails off, and, and they wanted their teammate to go score. You want those kids to, for it to mean that much to one another to see uh, one of their teammates make a big-time play like that. Uh, as you go back to Judson Crockett, I mean, he definitely needs to be recognized and attention brought to what a spectacular season he's having his senior year. Set the all-time school record in the pump blocks. There have been some talented guys that have come through this field house that have had skill sets similar to Judson, but uh, obviously he still has some some meat left on the bone, we think. That kid, is uh, his get-off, his attention to detail to the game plan. We're coming off the field and making adjustments on punt block as if we were making adjustments on defense and how they're attacking us on offense or how we're making adjustments on offense because of the way they're lining up on defense. Uh, we treat that sp those special teams in those different scenarios with the same type of, of care and attention. To see Justin have to go out there and execute those things and make game-changing plays uh, in the punt block team, that's just um, our football team is rallying around him on on that phase. And three other guys that are beside him that if they don't do their jobs and create an open lane for him to, to block the punt, it doesn't happen. Everybody's in charge. Obviously, once again, Coach Dunham's got him rolling on special teams, doing some great things. And what a weapon to have. And, and obviously, it's taking away time for preparation for other parts of their game. Um, this week, they're practicing their punt team a whole lot more than they have any other time this year. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Yes, thank you, Joe. You've been listening to the Westlake Nation podcast. Stay tuned as we bring you new episodes each week. The Westlake Nation podcast is powered by the Westlake Shack Club and part of the Westlake Nation Media Network. This is Westlake Nation.